you're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. It may look like an ordinary podcast, but this one's bigger on the inside, and it can travel anywhere in time and space. your sonic screwdrivers and your jelly babies. Grab your hats, scarves, and tighten your bow ties. You're the companion now, so get ready to run with your hosts, Jason Hunt and Paul Gann. This is Talking Time Lord. Hey everybody and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 78, <laughs> Masterful Dreams. And no, folks, we're not ending the show right yet. Don't worry. I am as always one of your hosts, Jason Hunt. And with me, my podcasting companion through time and space, we have Paul Gann. They call me the master. Is that so? Universally. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're going to like this episode, Paul. I am? Well, it's all about the master. <laughs> I love the master. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes I think you like the master more than you like the doctor. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Universally. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I love the master, but not as much as I like Davros. <laughs> The question is, do you like Davros more than you like the Doctor? No, he's ugly. (laughs) Well, that's undeniable. (laughs) This episode, we're not reviewing an episode. We're we're not talking about an announcement. This is a discussion episode. Spoilers. Where we sort of kind of unpack some more stuff. That we've uh, gotten. And, and this all has to do with the Master, because one of the things that happened at the end of Series 10 uh, that we did not really address in our episode on the on the finale that in depth is some stuff that had to do with the Master, some very interesting things. Um, <laughs> and, and how John Sim and uh, Michelle Gomez kind of killed each other, what that means, <laughs> and all that sort of fun stuff. Yeah. Is that referred to as double suicide? Uh, self-homicide? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Which might be the same thing. I don't know. Uh, I think it's in all sorts of weird ethical places. Master, kill thyself. Et tu, myself. Um, instead of et tu, brute. Oh, man. Anyway, before oh. we get into all the wibbly-wobbliness of, of that whole aspect, Paul, you brought to my attention the fact that there was a... Uh, an additional plot line between the master and Missy. Yeah. That was, that we <laughs> might have seen in the yeah. finale. 
<laughs> that 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 Russell T Davies uh, brought to the table, and oh by golly, it was a yeah, it was a doozy, wasn't it? Okay, parents, cover your kids' ears because you don't want them to hear this. Uh, it's kind of freaky. Um, basically, yeah. and you can hear the interview where this is stated on the Doctor Who fan show, which aired after the final episode of the season. <laughs> Stephen Moffat was telling about how he emailed Russell T. Davies and told him, okay, I've got some spoilers for the next season. Do you want to hear them? And he says, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Of course he did. And he says, I'm going to bring back one of your past characters. And he says, oh, do tell. And he said, I'm bringing back John Sims Master. And immediately, Russell T. Davies tells him, he says, oh, the interactions between John Sim and Michelle Gomez, it's going to be fantastic. And then immediately goes into, they're going to, right? <laughs> going to what? Perform. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go. Mm, <laughs> and there are, of course, all sorts yeah. of jokes about what that could be out on the Internet. Yes. And if you want to know them, you can look them up yes. yourself. They will not be repeated here. Um, but they do have the word master in them. <laughs> all right. Um, and, and ultimately, this got to like an early script draft, didn't it? This whole yeah. idea that they might have some weird well, it started, self-interest it in each other? It started out as a joke. It started out as a joke. It turned into an early version of the script. A very, very early version of the script. And then Stephen Moffat decided, no, I don't think I can do that. But did, And did, <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you tell me that the idea was that yeah. Originally, they were both supposed to die. No, 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 no. no. Was, the way that no. it was, the way that it was supposed to end was that she wasn't supposed to die, but John Sims' master was, and before he died, she was supposed to tell him that she was pregnant. <laughs> and and the way that it was, the way that it was put in the interview was, um, it was supposed to be a way to say. Okay, here you go, Chris. See what you can do with that. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, as a little send off, a little present to Chris Chibnall. There's a, so much wrong with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the 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 little the little uh, piece that was in there where he and Missy are like right up in front of one another, and the master looks at her and goes, "Is it?" bad that I and she says yes very <laughs> that was supposed yeah. to be a little you know nod to that idea <laughs> that they were throwing around in the story <laughs> and I'm glad what we got in the actual episode is what we actually ended up with because oh my lord the, the, oh, the inhumanity <laughs> there is just so that's just wrong on so Could many you imagine levels the offspring that. of the master and the mistress what sort of weird mutant? Uh, I swear they would have they pulling would, from the same genetic gene pool is a dangerous thing to begin they, with. They would have had to have given birth to the Antichrist. I'm sorry, it would have just. <laughs> <laughs> they could name him Damien. Uh, it, okay. Oh, so yes. 
the plot line that wasn't, thank God, is all I have about this issue, this topic. And oh, my Lord above, this is just, uh, yeah. the fact that this is even considered for a half a minute is kind of disturbing. Could you imagine the shocker ending that that would have been for the season, though? That would have totally taken away from anything that was going on with the doctor and Bill. So thank God they toned it down just a bit. Well, I got um, a feeling that the way that it would have been played off is it would have been played off in such a way as to leaving the fans questioning, is it the master's child or is it the doctor's child? You know? (laughs) There's, uh, that opens up a whole other can of worms that I don't want to get into. (laughs) That Um, would have, that would have been a really, really, really weird way to end the show though. Uh, yeah, (laughs) I would say so. That would almost, that's, oh, okay. Let's move on, please. (laughs) What actually happened, though, is that uh, the Master and Missy killed each other. Or at least that appeared to be that way. Missy does something very elegant and and finely tuned as to stab him through the ribs with a very thin, sharp knife uh, so that he has enough time to get down the lift to his TARDIS to regenerate in safety into what we can assume is her. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yes. And then in retaliation of the fact that she is going to go help the doctor, she's not coming to the TARDIS. Uh, he blasts her with his laser screwdriver on full power, which he says, don't even bother trying to regenerate. And uh, he goes down the lift shaft, bleeding out, and she appears to die there in the, the grass on the hill inside the starship. And now the big question is... Can the master come back? Is this the end of the master? Um, what is going on? Paul, do you have any initial thoughts about this? Honestly, I kind of want to see an incarnation come after Missy. And I kind of want to see that simply because of the dynamic that we had with Missy and the doctor at the point where they killed one another. She never got a chance to come back and totally redeem herself. Right. And the doctor never got an opportunity to see that she was trying to. Mm -hmm. And so I think it would be really interesting to see what would happen if we had an incarnation of the master come back as either male or female. It doesn't really matter as a I guess you would say an antihero, a little bit of an antihero because of the fact that the master was at a point where she was trying to redeem herself. You know, um, well, of course, the big question is once you regenerate or come into a new form, is that desire to be good still there or did that die with Missy? I know that's that's the (laughs) multimillion dollar question, because let's be honest, even the doctor has had Swiss cheese memory after regenerating. And not only that, there are sometimes differences in personality not just in the way that he speaks, but also in the way that he behaves. And so right. there's there's the possibility that it could go either way. I just think that it would be really interesting to find out where they went from there, considering the point yeah. that, that she had gotten to as Missy. Yeah, I, I really want to see the, the next iteration of the Master. Um, I think... I think doubling back on oneself because, of course, now there's a theory out there that there's a, a regeneration between John Sims, Master, and right. and Missy, uh, which I, I'm not sure makes total sense to me. But you know, of course, that it's a theory, it's a possibility. But I think that it makes better sense 
to just keep moving forward with the character because then you lose some of what you've already built up. And it also makes better sense that the master and the doctor would be on a similar timeline and they would keep meeting each other in their respective futures, you know, so to speak. Well, I I could see it going either way. And I don't necessarily have a problem with seeing a uh, in-between regeneration of the master because I'm a advocate of certain character stories being told a little out of order. And the reason I feel that way is because we see some of the Dalek stories told out of order and they still make sense with what the Daleks are doing and their mission and everything. So I don't see why we couldn't see some other stories told out of order. You know, we just recently saw what we would, I guess, call the beginning of the Ice Warriors told at what at this point is the end of the Ice Warriors story. Well, I I, I can I get that and I follow that and, and I'm okay with it in terms of something like the, you know, the Daleks or the Ice Warriors or the Cybermen or something like that. Something that's, you know, there's a lot of and their personalities are kind of set and they're the ways that they do things are kind of set and they're they're a villain group but with a specific character like the master who's supposed to be kind of the antithesis of the doctor i think if you regress the character back to an earlier regeneration you lose some of what you've built over the the course of the uh the story so far and so since the master is an individual rather than a group like say the Daleks or, you know, something like that, or even Davros to an extent, but you know, Davros is a very largely one dimensional sort of a villain. He, he's not overly complex in his desires. He's space Hitler. Yes. That's kind of who he is. And there's not much deviance from that, but with the master and the intricacies and the nuances that have happened over the years, um, I, I feel like, you know, regressing back to an in-between regeneration defeats the purpose slightly but that's just my thought now the big question is is missy really dead and if she is can she regenerate there's a fan theory out there um actually a few different fan theories out there but one of the ones that intrigued me uh, was that at the point in the last episode where the, the master and the doctor or missy i should say and the doctor took hands before missy left there are a lot of fans out there that seem to think that she passed the doctor the master's ring and that that ring might hold the key to her being able to regenerate. Hmm. That okay. seems kind of intriguing to me because, well, I mean, even if it was the master's pocket watch, you know, you could look at something like that as being something that could hold the key to the character being able to come back. Uh, because we have seen similar things before. And so I kind of think that could be an, an interesting thing to see the, the doctor try to pursue a way to bring uh, that character back because of where they left off and the fact that he or she, as the case may be now, feels as if she needs to try to rescue uh, her friend from death. And we'll see uh- I I hadn't heard that theory, but that's that's a good one. Um, my thing though is that I feel like because we we saw in the episode where uh, the master questions Missy, not remembering any of this mm-hmm. from his side of the the story here. Right. She says, "Well, the timelines are out of sync, and and you won't remember this, which means I don't remember this, and all that fun stuff." Right. But then she, when we find out that his dematerialization circuit is broken, right, she gets in his face and says. 
I remember a very scary lady getting right in my face and telling me never, ever, ever to forget a spare dematerialization circuit. And then she lets him go and pulls one out of her pocket. And I'm like, so how much do you really remember? Yeah. Are you lying when you say you don't remember any of this? <laughs> right. And, you know, <laughs> does that mean she could have prepared for what was to come? Right. You know? Well, she did prepare for the possibility of uh, the events that happened where she got shot by Danny Pink. You know, she dematerialized mm-hmm. right before that laser hit her and it looked like she died. Right. So. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's such an interesting thing. That, you know, and of course, you know, there's the whole thing of, of the master in the past seemingly die on screen. Right. And yet he's back next season. You know, that happened all the time in this, the late 70s and 80s. <laughs> you know, he would apparently die or be, you know, at the brink of death when we left him in defeat at the end of the storyline. And right. then he'd show back up next season without any explanation. <laughs> and we could get that again. Sort of like what we saw with the war chief. <laughs> 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 just say it <laughs> he, he, he could be the master i like that idea that he's the master but of course you know books and hey also the master as a child in the new series looks just like the freaking monk okay <laughs> <laughs> just like the freaking monk i'm sorry uh, I know, I know. You, you guys know that we like the idea that the monk and the war chief and the master are all the same character. However, the expanded universe of Doctor Who has taken them to be three separate characters and has put them in episodes with each other. But we have now seen the master interact with additional iterations of itself, right. himself, herself, itself. Even now in Big Finish. But they could just be different regenerations of the same character who don't realize that they're the same character. Right. Maybe I think that'd be really, really fantastic. Yeah, and I'm sure there are Doctor Who expanded universe purists out there who are saying, "No, absolutely <laughs> not." That being said, um, I've also heard the idea that maybe Missy prepared for this sort of thing by having some sort of body armor, you know, that <laughs> you know, in, in anticipation for what the Master might do. So uh, well, we'll, we do we'll have know, to wait and see. We do know that Michelle Gomez is not coming back. So right. if the Master right. comes back, he or she will be in a different body. Yes. And that is yes, something else. Yes, it will else. be a new regeneration. That is something else that we've not even brought up. The Master has stolen bodies on at least two occasions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. the Master would not even have to regenerate necessarily in order to survive. That's very true. <laughs> no, you don't necessarily have to have a pure regeneration. You can just steal yourself another body and none would be the wiser. You know? <laughs> Silly Master. Regenerations are for losers. The master just steals a new body. Yeah, at least at least twice. At least twice we know that the master has stolen a body. Yes. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, both times they were human bodies, correct? Uh humanoid at least. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. All right. Anything else on can the master come back and if so, how? Um, or do we want to get into some of our thoughts on who? Hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about who. All right, so a while back we did 
sort of a speculation episode on who the next Doctor might be. Well, we now know. So we figured we'd take part of this episode to do a sort of truncated, shorter version of that with the Master. And guys, just because that episode doesn't sound like it would still be valid, you could still go back and listen to it because it's not just who we think the next Doctor might be, but who we think would be good as the Doctor in general. Yes. And so that being the case, let's, let's go ahead and jump into this. Um, we decided to do a top three, and I have an, a, one honorable mention to throw in the mix. But Paul, uh, <laughs> you've got a few more. Well, actually, what I've got is I've got three that I would have put in my list, but did not for specific reasons. And then I have three that are in my list. All right. Uh, would you like to hear the three that I did not put in my list? Sure. Let's go ahead and start with that. Okay. One of the ones that I did not put in my list was Eddie Izzard. And the reason I did not put him in my list is because he was in our last list uh, where we talked about the doctors. Um, so I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to put him in this list because of that reason. I felt like it wouldn't be cool. Uh, another one that I did not put in my list was Ralph Fiennes. And the reason I did not put him in there is because he's Voldemort. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I felt like he's already the big bad in Harry Potter. I don't think that I should, you know, try to cross him over into Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The third one that I did not put in my list was Andrew Scott. And the reason I did not put him in my list is because he's James Moriarty in Sherlock. (laughs) So I felt like, no, he's already in Sherlock. We don't need him in Doctor Who as well. So I did not put those three (laughs) in my list for that specific reason. (laughs) All right. However, one of mine that's in my list, you might enjoy because... You've talked about this person before. So. <laughs> ooh, ooh, very cool. Well, let me get my honorable mention out of the way here real quick. And I wanted to slip an American actor in here that I thought might be fun um, to just to mix things up. And I, and I also was thinking, you know, this actor might be good because, you know, he could he could seem charming and, you know, easy to, to interact with. And then I'd like to see what he could do uh, when he flips the script and becomes, you know, evil master. However, I am under no illusions that this actor will be available to play the master anytime soon due to the fact that he is Iron Man. <laughs> yes, Robert Downey Jr. is who I thought was is my honorable I mention. I can so, see uh, that. Oh, he's I can see that. <laughs> he's played Charlie Chaplin and Sherlock Holmes, and he does a really good British accent. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he plays primarily heroes, so I think the idea that maybe he switches it and becomes a villain... Uh, it might be kind of fun, but you know, I Marvel has him booked up for the next, you know, decade and a half, I'm sure. So <laughs> he won't have time. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and kick things off in our top three. And I want to bring up this guy because he was on your list of people that you didn't put on your list. And, and this is a bit on the nose. I know, uh, but he's such a great character that I had to put Andrew Scott <laughs> <laughs> on my my top three list, so Andrew Scott, simply because of what he's done in as James Moriarty and Sherlock, is uh, fantastic. Oh, so, he's um, fantastic. He's amazing. <laughs> he plays insane very well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so I I figured he'd be he'd be a great person to have as the master if we ever you know needed him to fill in those shoes. Uh, like I said, maybe a bit on the nose because, you know, the master is essentially the doctor's Moriarty. Right. But there you go. Uh, I mean, it's kind of almost written for him in a sense. 
Um, I know, right? That might be too bit, <laughs> That might be a too much on the nose sort of pick. So I doubt it will actually happen. So it's a good thing that I didn't put him on my list because it made it where there's more diversity. Exactly. Exactly. Do <laughs> you have anything else you want to say about uh, Andrew Scott or shall we move on to your number three? I've seen him in a couple of other things, but the only one that really proves that he could play this is Moriarty from Sherlock. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a fantastic actor. There's no question about it. He is menacing from the jump it is oh he's creepy as crap hi <laughs> i i if they if they cast him as that role i would not complain about it at all you know what i'm saying right i would not complain about it at all <laughs> i wouldn't either all right who's your number three my number three is actually from your doctor's list. Oh. From the Who's Next episode. That is Aiden Turner. Aha. Uh, <laughs> I think that he could pull that role off very well as a almost like a younger uh, Ainley or Delgado, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. He he would he would have that kind of tone, I think, to him. Well, I mean, he's played a vampire in the British version of being human and his depiction in that, even though he plays a sympathetic character on that show because he plays a vampire, there are times in that show where he can come off as just absolutely creepy as crap. You know, he (laughs) knows how to kind of get under your skin and make you fear him. And I really, really would like to see him sink his teeth into that character Uh of the master. Um, you know, I think I think that would be really, really fun. Really, you know, kind of interesting to see. Of course, I mean, he's been in other things too. He's been in The Hobbit. He's been in The yes. Moral Instruments. But I think one his, of his big show right now is something I haven't seen, and that's uh, Poldark. Poldark, yeah, um, where he plays the lead character. Uh, yeah. But the, the the things that I've seen him in that I'm the most familiar with, the the one depiction that he plays in in that show, uh, being human, is very uh telling to me of the the way that he would be able to to pull off the master i think that he would do a really really good job at that and he kind of has that ainley delgado kind of feel to him you know yep yeah i I can i can see it um (laughs) i'm totally okay with him being on your list here even though you stole him from my doctor (laughs) list (laughs) I can see, I can see it, but you know, it, it's funny that you. It's actually really funny that you mention this because uh, I picked him for the doctor. You picked him for the master, right? My next pick <laughs> is someone who has played the doctor before. Really? Yeah, that should be interesting. My number two is Paul McGann. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and there's a reason really? there's a reason behind this and I and I picked him more for uh the the idea that I'm going for here. Stunt you, casting. Jason stunt casting. I am. I am completely <laughs> stunt casting here. I <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I don't have any idea who the right person to play the character is, who fits the the theme of the show moving forward, that sort of thing. So I'm going to completely <laughs> just go way out here and you know, pick things I think are great ideas or something like that. Now, but, but, but go with me here. I think it would be absolutely fascinating for the master, in order to just get under the skin of the doctor, show up as a form of regeneration. Get 
the face of a former regeneration of the Doctor. Oh, And just dude. parade around the, <laughs> the universe as that. And just see what happens. Like the Doctor's evil twin. <laughs> yes. And, oh, and I figured dude. Paul McGann is the safest bet to do that because he's not directly connected in with the the new series other than that quick short he did oh he should be 50th anniversary he should be yeah he he should but he's not as tied into it as someone like an eccleston or a tenant which oh my gosh tenant as the master would be nuts as (laughs) well but i think i don't think you'd want to do that not seen it yet (laughs) yeah jessica jones will make you think that david tenant could play the master i'm sure (laughs) but but i think in the in the the world of doctor who having one you know having if you're going to have a, an actor play both the Doctor and the Master, David Tennant's a bit too high profile of a Doctor at this point to do that. You think you would have an outcry of the fans over something like what we talked about on our last episode? You haven't seen anything. <laughs> the outcry of the fans of having David Tennant play the Master? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so I, I figure Paul McGann is a pretty safe bet for doing something as outrageous as that. I think it would be fun <laughs> to see. I'm not sure how, if you could pull it off for long, I think this would be like a one season, maybe two season thing where you have the master parading around with an old face of the doctors, but a good I, idea. Actually, I think that would be just an interesting idea. I, I, I would like be a very to see Paul McGann play a villain. I don't think I've ever seen him play a villain. I mean, <laughs> now, th- there, there's probably something out there that I've missed, but I can't recall ever seeing him playing a villain in something that would be fascinating for me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm putting that out there as just sort of a big, hey, guys, what you think? <laughs> oh, now I'm intrigued. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Good. Wow. Good. <laughs> okay. Oh, my my next pick, my, my number two is Katie McGrath. Are you familiar yeah. with Katie McGrath? I think so. Let me look her up. Have you seen the television show Merlin? Uh, that's one that I intend to watch at some point, but I haven't watched yet. She plays Morgana in Merlin. Oh, I and she, <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with the idea <laughs> of the character. So, um, right now she's playing Lena Luthor in Supergirl. Okay, she looks vaguely familiar. She was and, in Jurassic uh, World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen her in commercials she for some of these a, things. She has a young Michelle Gomez kind of vibe to her in her appearance, I think. Um, yeah. And I I think she would be good. The profile picture on her IMDb is she's making this face in this picture that's like, oh, yeah, she could definitely be master-like, master-ish. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah, she could, she could pull I, it off. I think she would really be a good pick for that, you know. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm scrolling through and, some and of her she pictures. She seems here, like the so. type to me that would not call herself Missy, but call herself the mistress. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, but she's... you need to see her performance as Morgana in Merlin. Morgana Le Fay. Yeah. That's a great character, and if she can play that character, that's a that's a good pick. Oh, um, oh, and she plays alongside Anthony Head in Merlin as well, uh, who of course was the principal in the. Uh, uh, school episode in Doctor Who uh, with K nine. Oh, oh, he was in that. Yeah, he played the leader of the uh, alien invasion that was taking over the school. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so I know she's got about. A, a connection to Doctor Who there. Cool. All right, I've got possibly the best, most inspired <laughs> casting 
uh, for the master in the history <laughs> of inspired casting uh, for my number one. I'm going to I'm going to say Hugo Weaving should play the master. Yeah. A.K.A. Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, v and V for Vendetta. Yeah. Uh, Elrond in Lord of the Rings. I'm seeing it in my head. <laughs> Red Skull in Captain America. Uh, I mean, he's sort of like a... All he needs know, a, is a beard. <laughs> well, there's a, if you look on his IMDb page, oh. there's a picture of him with a, a beard there as his profile picture. Uh, I mean, he's sort of like uh, a, a master of, of geek... You know, actors. He's been in so many different things, um, and he's always so brilliant. So, I mean, oh, like, if you could wow. get Hugo Weaving <laughs> to play the master, you know what sort of a coup of casting wow. genius that would be? Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. <laughs> and and you could go back to you know the whole idea of, of you know what the kind of what they did with Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. You know, get a a little bit of an older actor to come in and play that character as sort of a, you know, a very menacing character um, yeah. in, in the master's case and say, Hey, this is, this is a thing that still works. You don't have to have young people. Oh, I could definitely see do it. it. So I could definitely see it. I think it would be amazing. Yeah. Especially when he gets <laughs> that sly grin on his face. So yeah, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be just amazing. I, I really do. I, that was one of those sort of, uh, you know, wasn't really even looking for it. I was looking for inspiration to maybe send me on a path of, of an actor to put in my list here. And I was like, well, there's some great British actors in The Lord of the Rings. Let's take a look here. And I pulled up the cast <laughs> list and I was like, oh my gosh, Hugo Weaving is just perfect. So, uh, yes, I stumbled into that one, I will freely admit. But, I mean, that's he's my number one pick. So, yeah, that, that's who I think would be amazing as the master. Total fan casting here, folks. Yeah. Total fan casting. Which but. now there's a rumor that says that he might come back as the Red Skull in the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, then. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> that would be interesting. My number one pick for the master is James Nesbitt, who I've not seen in tons of stuff, but he is in the Hobbit movies. Um, okay. But yeah. You played, you played Bofer. Who is my favorite the one, secondary dwarf? Yeah, but the one the one uh, role that I have seen him in that makes me believe that he would be absolutely perfect for the master mm-hmm. is the fact that he played in Stephen Moffat's remake of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, uh, which is just called Jekyll, and he is so oozing with evil in that role. It's just absolutely fascinating. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it's really kind of interesting because when you see him in that show, it's like he almost has the ability to physically change the way that he looks on screen. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you need to you need to check out Jekyll because you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The man can be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Well, good. And, uh, and because he's able to play both <laughs> sides of that coin so well, oh, he, he would Lord. very... What? I just pulled up a picture of, of, of him as Jekyll. Oh, really? And is that, <laughs> that really him? Yes, it is. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. But the thing is, he's, he is so good in playing both sides of that coin that he 
could very easily play the master in disguise or the master undisguised and be very convincing at it, you know? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Very cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at some of these pictures here and I can, I can see some <laughs> of that. That's, Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. You, you need to, it's crazy you need to check that out. You really need to check that out. Well, there you go, folks. Just add that to your list of things you haven't watched. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Which is an ever-growing, ever-expanding list. <laughs> but there you go. There's our picks for who the master could be. Should be. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. He should be played by Hugo Weaving. At least once. <laughs> oh man this is this is fantastic i i love some sometimes i really like doing these things other times i'm like eh but sometimes i really like doing these things uh with the characters fan casting and that sort of thing it's actually really fun for me because i've always wanted to be a director and everything and i've always had these ideas in my head of if i was to direct this story this is these are the people that i would pick to play in these roles you know and so fan casting episodes are really fun for me <laughs> Well, there you go. Do you have anything else uh, we want to say about uh, the master in this case? Uh, Send us your ideas and your thoughts of who you think should play the master. Yes. And the different ways in which you think the master could come back. Yes, because there's always ways the master <laughs> can come back. Uh, just because Missy looked like she died, I'm I'm severely doubtful that they're going to just drop the character and let her sit there. Yeah, we totally, we, we really want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, of course, we just gave some brief ideas here. We wanted to continue the discussion, so... Um, that would be a good excuse for everybody to sign up to be in our community group. Yes, our group on <laughs> Facebook. So, yeah, uh, please go ahead and, and join us on our social media, facebook.com slash talkingtimelords. There you can find the link to our group. Just scroll down on the sidebar, look under groups, and it's right there. Uh, just request to, to join the group, and we'll... Uh, get you access. It is a closed group. That's because we just want to be able to keep an eye on, on, on who all is coming in. But if you request, I don't think we've turned anyone down yet. So no, you should be fine. You should be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> then, of course, you can also tweet us at, at TalkingTimeLord or email us at TalkingTimeLords at gmail.com. If you forget any of those links, they're found on our website at TalkingTimeLords.com. We can also find links to our store and links to uh, be able to download us on iTunes. We can also leave us a review of our show, which we would greatly, greatly appreciate. Anything else, Paul, before we wrap this up? We have something in mind for our next episode that we think would be really fun. We did this last time that we had a season ender. And uh, our plan is to have guests on to have a roundtable discussion for a post-season 10 review. Yes, Jason, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna hold off um, on who those guests might be uh, in case something falls through. But they are people you've heard before on the show. Uh, some good friends of ours. So there's a hint for you. Um, but uh, yeah, no. We're, the whole idea is we, one way or the other, we're gonna do this episode where we sort of do a, a series in review as we review series ten, the ups and the downs, the goods, the bads, what we like, what we didn't like, our favorites, our things that were like oh they're okay and uh you know what we took away from the the series as a whole um especially since it's peter capaldi's last series yeah i'm not <laughs> happy about that <laughs> no that's my least favorite part of the series um oh. it's that it's peter's yeah. last one so 
I, you know, uh, honestly, being... I think that the reason why there was a little bit of vitriol about the new casting was because some people didn't want to see Peter go. Uh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. But of course, this happens every time we get a new doctor. You hate him, and you're like, well, I guess they're okay. But then they replace my doctor, and then by the end of their, their run, you're like, oh my gosh, don't go! Well, so see, yeah, that was one of the pictures that I posted on Facebook. It literally has the yes. cycle on there. It says... Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to like this guy. And then, oh, well, this guy's pretty cool. I think I like this guy. And then, best doctor ever. And then, no, you can't make him leave the show. No. And then it's back to, I don't think I'm going to like this guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Happens every time. Every single time. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm surprised it hasn't happened with the master more. But then again, the master's been largely the same character until we got Missy. Um, uh, well, John Sim was a departure, but somewhat, yeah, because he was guano crazy, <laughs> <laughs> guano crazy. <laughs> and with that, I think we need to wrap up this episode um, <laughs> before we get any deeper. Oh. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Talking Time Lords. This has been episode number seventy-eight, Masterful Dreams. For Paul, I'm Jason. Remember, until next time, may you hope far flung hopes and dream masterful dreams. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Talking Time Lords is a proud member of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Visit thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts, or visit patreon.com/thunderquack to help support the shows. <laughs>